When all the guns have been banned, when all the words have been censored, when all the history has been erased, when all the freedom has been taken, only then will you discover why our right to bear arms was so high on that list. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, the Situation Room. With, of course, the big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts. How you doing, my brother? Yo, brother, I am doing fine. I am feeling constitutionally charged today. I thought you were going to say constitutionally constipated. No, that's something different. It is kind of different. It is yeah. kind of different. How you doing, brother? You doing all right? You doing good? You have a good weekend? I'm, I'm doing outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, and I'm sorry to have missed our show last night with Jeremy Hansen because... I was off with the family. Look at you rocking in your new chair, bro. What's up? Yeah, I love this. Oh, yeah. Hell, look at me. Look at me. Just kind of rocking back and forth. You know, you can do this on radio, but when you've got the visual simulcast, everybody goes, he's rocking in his chair. On the radio. Uh-oh. <laughs> on the radio. Whatever happened to uh, Brannigan was her last name. She I have no that idea. Song. She did that song like back in the 80s. She did the... Mama's got a squeeze box. She wears on her chest. Yeah. You know, and all those kinds of songs. She was hot. She was pretty. She was a star. I don't know. Laura there we go again. There we go again, Scott. You know, when you tell me about, you know, the hotness of women, I got to just remind people. And I got evidence of this. Scotty did say he would sleep with Hillary Clinton back when she was in college. Oh, when she was in college, but you should have seen. No, never mind. <laughs> back when I was in college. No, oh, I was not a goat. Oh. But uh, but I was oh. open. You know, you know, <laughs> you know. Back when you were in college, who did you sleep with, dude? I was, dude. I was a virgin all the way up until I got married when I was like thirty years old, bro. Because I follow biblical oh. laws. <laughs> wait, wait. Pull this leg and it'll play <laughs> Jingle Bells. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I went to Bible college, and we still. Did stuff like what, bro? Come on, tell me. What'd you do? Well, we broke the rules. Like I went to a Bible college that was so strict. Were there chicks there at the Bible college? Were there chicks? There were. Were And there were rules that they could only wear dresses that were down below the knee. Oh. And um, uh, couldn't be too revealing. You know, guys, we couldn't unbutton more than one button on our shirts. We couldn't have our hair touching our ears. I mean, it was very strict, uh, very conservative Baptist school. And there were dating laws. Oh, you could not. There was a six-inch rule. Oh, six-inch rule. What's up now, bro? Yeah. And I said that doesn't apply to my nine-inch rule. <laughs> Such a liar. <laughs> Prove it. Stand up. Prove it. Come on. Let's go. All right. Now I can't because this chair doesn't have wheels, so I can't oh. roll it back. All right, bro. But uh, uh, you know, we used to joke and say, "Yeah, between tonsils." But uh, there was a six-inch rule. You couldn't <laughs> hold hands. You couldn't touch. You couldn't kiss. As a matter of fact, yeah. I don't know if you know this or no, not. What? I almost got expelled from Bible college my, ju- my junior year because I got caught kissing the girl that was my fiance. Oh, like yep. with your tongue? And, uh, and we weren't like making out, you know, passionately half our clothes off laying on a dark sofa somewhere. It was in between classes and we were the only two in this particular advanced art class. And uh, I looked around, you look this way, you look that way. And I leaned over and I gave her a little peck on the lips. Oh. And in walks the art instructor. 
Ooh. And he actually turned us into the <laughs> discipline committee. What a snitch. Yeah. That's what I told him. I told him that too. He says, oh, well, he later that day in a different class I had with him, he says, you know, Scotty, I saw what you were doing this morning. You know, like it was some big thing. So I saw what you were doing and I'm not going to turn you into the discipline committee because, you know, I don't want there to be a problem. I go, well, thanks. And then the next day, he says to me in the same class, he says, you know, I couldn't sleep last night. I felt guilty, so I had to turn you in. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and I said, well, I certainly hope you can sleep better tonight. Yeah, because I'm going to punch you in the face, bro. And I had so many. We had a demerit system. And if you had so many demerits, yep. you were campus. You couldn't leave the campus without a pass. And if you had uh, 50 more than that, you were expelled. Automatic expulsion. 50? And five zero. No, no. It was 100 demerits. You were campused. 150, you were shipped. Oh. They called it shipped. And uh, that kiss uh, put me up to 148 demerits before midterms. Well done, bro. Well done. I'm all I said, about that one, day, one day when the hall monitors would come while you're at chapel and they check everybody's rooms to make sure you made your beds and you oh emptied your trash or didn't have dust on your dresser top, uh, one day with dust on my dresser top, three demerits. I'd what? have been expelled. Dude, you know, so I know I this is going to be hard for you to believe. I'm just going to say um, it's going to be shocking, actually. But I was actually kicked out of high school three, three years in a row. Say it ain't so. It is. It is so. Three years in a row. Yeah, what listen for? to this. So the, I want to hear what for. Um, okay, so I'll tell you the last year. The last year I was kicked out of high school because this is right when I first moved here from New York. And um, I went to a school on the east side called Harding High School. I know and, um, Yep. And so... Um, I got a little scrap a dooley the day before with this Asian uh, gang member, uh, right? Um, a a scrap a dooley, not to be confused with a scrap of bingo. Scrap a bingo, bro. What's up now? Come on, give me some. That's What's right. Up? Yeah, there it so, is. Um, so, yeah, so this evening, me and this dude got in the thing. You know, uh, he was from some Asian gang. Uh, didn't know that. You know, we don't check credentials when we're slapping people up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a man of peace now. You know, I just want to make sure I make that very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a man of peace now. You know? But so the next day I get the freaking school and, you know, I was skipping class shocker and we're out my buddy's van drinking a big <laughs> bottle of Jim Beam. We were, dude, we were drinking a big bottle of Jim Beam. Wait, 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 yeah, wait, what's wait, up? wait, wait, you're in high school. I'm assuming. Yes. You're in high school and during class, you're cutting class to go to go drink some Jim Beam. Yeah. In a van, bro. What's up now? Oh, was it a big conversion van? 70s. Well, it'd be the 80s. It was actually a conversion van. It had comfortable chairs in there, bro. It had a good stereo system. You know what I'm saying? Good air ventilation. Nothing like cutting Mrs. McGlone's algebra class to go sit in a conversion van with captain seats, tipping back a few Jim Beams. Yeah, bro, because we are hardcore. So I had to go to the bathroom. You know, Jim Beams just like beer runs through. You got to go pee. You know what I'm saying? So I right. go into the school to go to the bathroom. I'm, I'm very grateful that they allowed that accommodation for me. And so when I came out of the school, <laughs> there were four carloads packed full of these Asian gang members, these Chinese dudes, man. And they all got out of the car. They all surrounded me, Roberts. One of them did a flying roundhouse kick, hit me in the face. And um, he tried it this for a second time. He said some weird stuff in Chinese to me. Didn't know what he said. You know what I mean? It still kind of bothers me to this day that I didn't know what he said. Wow. But he came at me a second time, dude. His leg caught my neck. I picked that dude up like he weighed three pounds because he actually really did weigh three pounds. Yeah. And um, 
we got in a big old scrap. So it was like 14 on one, right? Until all my buddies showed up. And then it was a massacre. But anyways, so they came after me and suspended me because they said that I was racist because I got jumped by an Asian gang. Just saying, bro, what's up? Because you were racist? True story. He's from New York and he's racist. Yeah. <coughs> hey, what? That Rocky Stucci fellow, he's from New York, you know, like. And so uh, we think he's kind of racist and he doesn't really fit in around here. And he was beating up 14 Asian dudes. That's dude, racism. I did smash a dude on the hood of a car. I picked him up with one arm. I had three of them hanging off my back because I'm a ninja, bro. I smashed this dude. You know what? Why am I talking about this? Because I changed. You know what I'm saying? You know, bro? You I'm know, a but new that's, man. that's your argument right there. You go, I can't be racist against Asians. I'm a ninja. See, dude. There it is. Well, and, and didn't you like it? You know, we're both men of peace now. I don't think totally. I've been in a fight for 35 years. No, I take that back. It's been two. But uh, um, do you remember? It always seemed to be that the guy that was picking on you and wanted to pick a fight with you always had seven or eight other guys with them to help. Because they needed it, bro. It's like, it's like, dude, I thought you you wanted to fight me. Why are you <laughs> fighting me with seven other guys? Yep. Oh, see, I would call them. Yeah. So uh, I always, my mouth got me in trouble more than anything. No, you, Roberts? It's like, uh, let's go, princess. Ooh. But, you're, but I just want you to know that after they arrest me for killing you, <gasps> I'm going to dream about your face every night while I'm in my prison cell. Hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah, Mr. Officer. Um, yeah, red flag law. Uh, Scotty Roberts, very violent individual. Red flag law. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was my past, though. I'm a man of peace. Dude, we are men of peace. We really are. We cry. You know what I'm saying? You guys want to see Scotty cry? Watch us. Saving Private Ryan. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> No, 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 no. Hey, Scotty, in Star Trek V, Kirk dies. Well, who dies? Captain Kirk. He died? Uh, it wasn't in five. It was in, it was the crossover one with Generations and, uh, or with uh, Generations was the movie. Which, what number was that? Maybe Wait, nine Kirk really ten? died in a movie? Yeah. Dude, I thought he was indestructible, bro. I hate to bring that to you. He was old, you know, it was his last movie. So, oh, that had to create like major controversy through the, the Trekkie community for weeks. Oh, it did. Could you imagine but through then, social but media? Then, <laughs> but then, oh, he comes back. Of course, he comes back, bro. But it's, but it's different. It's different. What do you it's mean? Different. The way, the way he comes back is different. He's not alive. There, I've, I've given you far too much. You have to discover these things on your own. Dude, it'll take me weeks, bro. It'll take me weeks, and I still won't understand what the hell just happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, Cannoli, let's see here. Um, Where do you want to go? Oh, I got something fun. You want right, to do it. fun or you yeah. want to do serious? No, let's start out with fun. Second segment will be serious. We got 10 minutes. There's too much fun, uh, serious going on today. Uh, so, you know, I pulled up this article. It just made me laugh. Um, let's find it here. <clears throat> the speaker in an event makes this big mistake of addressing the crowd as guys at a Democratic Socialists oh. of America convention. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. Folks, I don't know if you've seen this or not. But uh, the Democratic Socialists of America 
Now, just imagine the kind of people that make up that group. So the Communist Party is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, only think think younger. Think people who don't even know how to spell communist. Oh. But they're they're Democratic Socialists of America. They held their national convention over the weekend in Georgia. And if what was on display is an indication of what these folks represent, perhaps America will be pretty safe from socialism after all. Dude, is there a link? <laughs> is there a link or a video or something? Yeah, here, let me send you the link. I'm gonna copy this while we're talking here. Send it to and me on over, send it to me on Freakbook. Uh there you go. There's your link. Big long link in your fake book. My bike book. All right, go ahead, brother. Now, uh, it all began when one socialist called a point of personal privilege, quote unquote, which is a move. It's like it's kind of like parliamentarian procedure, parliamentary procedure for their group, which is a move that apparently allows any delegate that's present to be heard. All right. And so uh, um, identifying himself as James Jackson from Sacramento. There's one of your problems. Uh, sorry, Sacramento people. You're just on the left coast. So what can I say? Uh, the man informed the room he is. I can almost not say this without laughing. He informed the room that he's prone to sensory overload <laughs> in asking for less chatter, only to be admonished by a fellow comrade for his use of gendered language. And here's where that comes in. Uh, not that Comrade Jackson didn't begin by noting his uh, preferred pronouns, but this was after he addressed the room, the whole room, as guys. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> guys, first of all, James Jackson uh, of Sacramento, he, him, said uh, once the given, given the floor, I just want to say, <laughs> sorry. You're not supposed to laugh at your own humor, but uh, I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of those people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a lot of whispering and chattering going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. He went on and said, please, I know we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? All right, it's Scotty. It's affecting my ability to focus. I have yes. I have no idea what's on this clip right now. I have a 50-second clip of what All you're right. referring to. Let's just listen. Is it this this situation? Yes. I don't know what part oh, okay. of it is, though. Okay, so I haven't seen it. So let's see what we get. All right. So let me do this really quick so people can actually see the video while we're doing it. All right. Here we go. Let's listen. See what they say. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win oh. socialism. Thank you so much. Right, right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick um, point of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker? Comrade. Name, point chapter, pronoun. Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Okay. 
Okay, I Wait. totally misrepresented him. Point of privilege. Point of privilege. Point of privilege. He didn't really talk like this. I just just sounded when I read his words, it sounded like he would sound like that. Well, I'm so, just kind of doing a scan of the people that are in this audience, bro. So uh, now, now, as you just heard, folks, having sufficiently voiced his weaknesses and seemingly confident that his words would be heard, given the response of jazz hands from the delegates, <laughs> he was thanked by the woman managing the proceedings. Thank you, comrade, she said. And yes, uh, as you heard, they actually use that term to refer to each other, comrade. And so as the woman began to move on to other business, another man is heard breathlessly taking the microphone. Point of privilege. Point of personal privilege. <laughs> you, you, you heard him. Said the man clearly upset. Upon uh, being recognized, he cried, cried out, please do not use gendered language to address everyone. And aside from being reprimanded for his use of the term guys, Jackson was not to find relief from his comrades for his sensory overload problem. And talking to the microphone a second time, he aggressively doubles down on addressing those who failed to heed his earlier request. Quick point of privilege, once again, Jackson would later say, there doesn't appear to be any limits to how often this tactic can be employed. Uh, Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento, DSA. He, him, he said. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. You know, it's not just, hey, can everybody shut up for a while? Yeah, shut up, what's the, up? The speaker. Instead, can you please be sensitive to my sensory overload? Scotty, <laughs> what, what, what is, <coughs> what is going to happen with these people once they walk out the doors of this auditorium and have to face the real effing world? Oh my God! What happens when they're in the Senate if they get elected to Congress? Point of privilege. Point of privilege. Chatter. Hey, resist. Yeah, really, comrades, please. Uh, and that goes double, by by the way, for the heckling and hissing. It's oh. also triggering. <laughs> oh, this is more. This is more. And that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxieties. Jackson said. Is this the future of America, brother? Did you like, see? Did you see how they don't clap? You know, if you ever witnessed a deaf person speak in the audience when they clap, they do this instead. They wave their hands. That's how everybody is responding in this crowd. They're like, or when they're angry, they hiss. No jazz hands for you. And now, now, like now, here was the response, or he goes on like being comrade or comradely. I've never used that word, comradely. Uh, like being comradely isn't just for like keeping things civil or whatever. It's so people aren't going to get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate. That's what he told his fellow socialists, uh, that their need to express themselves is important, but that it does not trump his own personal needs. But uh, the revolution continues. There are plenty of convention rules to adhere to. Uh, as young Americans against socialism tweeted, no aggressive sense in the quiet room since C-S-C-E-N-T smells. Um, these are new rules that, the, that uh, by the way, the young Americans against socialism wanted to add to their list. No aggressive sense or smells in the quiet room. Oh. No, no misuse of doors. <laughs> no interacting with cops. Oh. No talking to the press. 
And, uh, well, what, what did I do? I just lost my article. No but, talking uh, to the press. No talking but, to cops. Didn't the Russians used to use the term comrade a lot? They did. But, uh, by the way, I accidentally somehow scrolled and got off the article. Yeah, bro. And it brought me right to an ad of a, a very um, good-looking woman in an ad that's that's entitled an article that's entitled 2019 sexiest bikinis dude that's they're all transgenders bro i seen it oh oh did you hear about i just heard about this on the news the uh victoria's secret is now catering to the transgender crowd which is their prerogative free speech baby and uh, with um a transgendered model as one of their swimsuit models. You know, dude, people are going to, of course, they're doing what Nike did, and they're doing this to spark oh, yeah. outrage with the people that are against it because the people that are against it are going to post all over social media to get all the free advertising for Victoria's Secret. But here's the thing. You know, when you look at this picture of this transgender wearing a bikini or women's underwear, you know you're going to look to see if there's a bulge. You just know you're going to do it. Oh, hell, yeah, it's just natural. It is natural. So you do, but we're not Rocky, different. The The most important question I have, at, I have to ask you, would you, by the way, this Victoria's Secrets model, that, that's a, uh, a transgender, hot as hell, babe. Okay. I wouldn't know it by looking at her. But let me ask you an important question. I don't want to answer it because I know what you're going to ask me, bro. You know that ghost question you asked me once before? <laughs> so if you woke up, you woke up in the middle of the night, and there's this very hot Victoria's Secret underwear model. Let's let's use polite language. Um, sitting atop you, and you then found out it was a transgendered male. Would you still do it? No, I wouldn't. And you know how I'd be able to find out right away. <laughs> you know how I'd be able to find out right away because there would be a tinge of the smell of poop in the air, brother. I'm not into poop. I'm not into that's buttholes. Just a, that's just a guy thing. Okay. Well, what if he's what if he's post post operative? What do you mean? Uh, like has a vagina? No, junk removed. Yeah. How would you even know then? Well, that's the question. The aerodynamical structure of the vagina would be different. We would notice that something doesn't that's, look right. You know what I'm saying? Why? What's it feel like? No, I don't know what it would feel like, <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> Never mind. We can move on. We'll no, release no, you from the no, angst. No, no, no. You know what? We got a minute anyways. Let's finish this now. Would you all right. Would you have sex with the transgender if you all of a sudden you looked down and it wasn't a vagina, it was a butthole, and there's balls flapping on your belly button? Would you continue? No. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. No, you I wouldn't. Would. There's nothing about a man's hairy sack <laughs> that turns me on. <laughs> I got to tell you, even if it was, even if it was Brazilian, <laughs> it, it, oh. it would not... Oh, dude, I want to get a Brazilian. Rocky, did you see that? See that little light come over? Like, oh, dude, I want to get a Brazilian. Now that changes everything. <laughs> well, you've seen that one freaking freak that's suing this company because they, they won't yes. give a Brazilian on his ball sack. You know, what's yeah, up? yeah. And what's with all the what's with the guy? Did you send me this article or you posted it? Uh, the 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 transgendered male who is now a female uh, doing bodybuilding or weightlifting competition. That wasn't me. Blowing everybody out of the water. Yeah. In the female, it's female competition. And so he's blowing all the other girls out of the water. Penis or not, you're man. still a man. You know what I'm saying? Your body is built yep. as a man. You can lift like a man. And the fact that we even allow this, Scotty, is so ludicrous that it makes me want to 
just scream. Well, let, let, let me let me just put one disclaimer in for us. If that's what you choose to do with your life, more power to you. I just I got a problem with some of this. No, no, no. Do what you got to do, but don't join women's sports pretending you're a woman just Hear so you that. can smoke their asses. You know what I'm saying? They can shut their face. Agreed. Folks, Rocky Stucci's Situation Room right here, Mojo 5 Radio. The cannoli came out publicly, said he would have sex with the transgender. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do not go anywhere, folks. We're actually going to get serious when we come back right here. Stand by. Yes, folks, welcome back to the second segment. Rocky Stucci's Situation Room broadcasting on Mojo 5 Radio and, of course, Odyssey Radio. I forgot to make that announcement, but, yeah, we are being broadcasted on both on both platforms right here and, of course, every freaking where else you can catch the Situation Room with the cannoli and the freaking meatball right here. During the break, folks, I'm telling you, I got to say this again. I said it. Uh, when I had Jeremy on yesterday, by the way, what a fantastic broadcast. If you missed the show, go back on YouTube and rewatch it or go on to one of our podcast sites uh, and listen to the program. It got pretty deep. You can just go to streamingtalkradio.com and catch where you can find all the ways to listen to the past shows. Uh, what was I saying, Scotty? Um, Something about Jeremy Hansen, and it was a great show, and uh, if you missed it, Oh, yeah. So those of you that are listening and you want to join in on the conversations, we also broadcast live on our YouTube channel. And um, during the breaks, we don't stop. Yeah, we just continue these conversations. <laughs> and you actually learn a lot about the cannoli and the meatball when we go to commercial break because oh, we say the yeah. things that we can't say that are being regulated. So we kind of open up just right. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. That's right. That's right. That's the simulcast uh, video. And so, uh, and you get to see us. You get to see the uh, wonderful uh, uh, toner and skin lotion products that totally Rocky puts out. So, yeah. Hey, by the way, so yeah, that article that you were reading was the Democratic Socialist Party, right? Uh, it was the, <clears throat> I think I still have the article up here. It is the, uh, well, son of a patriot. <clears throat> but basically, basically, these little psychopaths, yeah. right? Uh, because they truly, honestly, clinically have psychological issues. They, Democratic they, Socialists of America, right? So basically, those are Bernie's people, right? Those are those are the right. Bernie's peeps, right? Okay, right. All right. Oh, sorry. Let me. I got to do it like this, Scotty. I'm gonna. I'm gonna clap. Here we go. Hey, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, you talked. Yeah, uh, you clap. triggered me. Um, uh, sensory overload, bro. What's up? I'm so triggered. 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 Uh, all right, brother. Let's uh, let's get on to Please, some business no here. No overt incenses or sense in the green room. He, he, him, him, her thing. Guys, guys, uh, guys uh, girls. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Every it once gets in a ridiculous. while, here's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun watching those people get wrapped up in their own bull you know they they try to enforce that oh you just can't you can't call me that because you don't know what my personal pronoun is my personal pronoun am i i'm not 
male and I am not female. I am what I choose to be. And if you didn't take the effort to ask me ahead of time what my gender was out of the 52 listed here, you're the problem with America. Um, dude, I felt like I was just getting <clears throat> yelled at, bro. Yeah, you feel you feel shamed now? And you kept rubbing a- your boobs when you were saying that. That was the weirdest shit oh, ever. It was the middle. It was the, it was the big scar. Oh. Right there. I oh. get my fingers on the scar. Oh, massaging your scar. <laughs> yeah, it's like the sensual uh, overload. Sensual as in not sexual, meaning sense. Sensual. Oh. Okay. All right, bro. Fingers. Oh, shit, bro. Fingers. Hey, before we continue, Scotty, let me remind everybody about August 15th. Folks, Do if it. you live in, around, or willing to go for a little drive, you want to come and watch a live broadcast with Scotty Roberts, myself, and Jeff Doherty. We are going to be doing a live broadcast on the 15th, which is a Thursday night starting at 8 o'clock Central. We're going to be there way earlier than that, getting set up, doing a little hanging out, drinking a cocktail or two, kind of intermingling with people. Might might even have some stand-up comic routines. Dude, I think so. Jeff Dougherty. Well, I, got, I may have something I got to say too, bro. Well, go say it. I don't know what it is yet, but I got something to say, you know? Go, bro. Bro. So it's going to be on the 15th at 8 o'clock Central. Um, come on down. It's going to be in Hastings, uh, the old historic downtown Hastings. The entire downtown Hastings is haunted. And um, we're going to do a little paranormal talk, maybe questions, answers. We're going to be streaming this. We're going to be doing audio. We're going to be doing everything. But if you can and you want to come down and hang out with all us meatballs, we would love to see you there. Again, it's going to be August 15th at the Depot Bar and Grill downtown hastings minnesota if you have any questions just get a hold of us we will continue to post banners we're going to create an event on facebook uh so you guys can get reminders and get all the information that you need but we'd love to see all of you there scotty absolutely damn straight it'll be fun the last time we were there it was rocky john ward and me at uh at uh, the depot that was god is that three years ago yeah scott livingston was there i think i wanted to punch him that night Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah. It's because he was heckling. He was heckling us. He was us. heckling. Yeah. He's a, a a friend and a supporter, but he was heckling us. Yeah. I still want to punch like, him for dude, that. Dude, we're on radio here. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, bro. Now, what's up? Now, come on. Give me a hug. Shut up. Damn straight. Damn, it took a while for the camera to get over back to me, bro. I had to say a lot of stuff before the camera came I'm, back to me. I'm noticing that. I'm saying something sometimes. I'm waiting for the camera to come over, and then it comes over. And I stopped talking already, so it pops right back to you. There's some psychological shit going on here, bro. There's something. All right, so um, there's a couple of things I think you might have wanted to address. Do we want to address the red flag laws? What do we want to address here, Scott? Do we want to address the fact that um, we're going to blame video games? We're going to sit here. Uh, we're going to blame guns. You know, where are we sitting? Because Trump came forward today and did a... a um, press conference in regards to the recent shootings um dude where does this problem start because it's not guns i don't care what anybody says i i won't even open your facebook i know you've been having conversations on your facebook everybody always wants to blame the gun i read something here i'm going to read it again i read this when we opened the show up scotty it says when we have when all the guns have been banned when all the words have been censored when all the history has been erased When all the freedom has been taken, only then will you discover why our right to bear arms was so high on that list. Um, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking this. Now, before I say anything, I know some people, 
okay? Being fair, I know some people that shouldn't even own a spoon, let alone a gun, right? We all get that, Scotty. We all understand that. We all get that part of it, right? But I think what we're seeing here is another Patriot Act on steroids, is that they're going to use this tragedy, which, again, there's a lot of freaking holes in it. There's a lot of things going on. I've tried not to be a conspiracy theorist with all these mass shootings, but I cannot help it because there's too many dots not touched. But um, when we sit here and we do this red flag law nationwide, because Trump came out in full support of it, uh, are we crossing the threshold of no return? Yes, uh, a red flag law, that's going to that's gonna step right over into the territory of, in a sense, preemptively um, getting into legal trouble because you're expressing your free speech or expressing an idea. Now, mind you, we've said this on the show before, having the guarantee and the protection of the constitutional rights, the, the constitutional protection of the right to free speech does not mean that the Constitution guarantees you are protected from being a dumbass. Ooh. Because people are going to respond to things you say. The Constitution doesn't guarantee that you will be protected for not being stupid or for, or for being stupid. It guarantees you the right to be stupid. And so you can, you can express those things. So a red flag law, to me, is a red flag all by itself. Mm. Um, that law is, that's going to be something that says, uh, uh, what, what, what is it? What are some of the details? I could start listing details. Do you know what some of those details are that you find objectionable? So basically, see, this is the part where I run into the problem. Again, I want to reiterate, um, I I get the concern of some people owning firearms. I do. And I think anybody with any kind of common sense thinking mind can say that there are some people that should own a firearm. Okay. We get that part. My part is how they can, um, like law enforcement or, you know, I think in California, we talked about this, where if somebody feels threatened or a neighbor feels threatened, they can call authorities and authorities can legally come and take their firearms. And then I think you have like two weeks, you have like two weeks to go to court and try to prove you're innocent. So your, your, your assumption is you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent or not a harm to society or yourself. Um, you know, do I was talking with Jeff. I think you caught that show I did with Jeff, and we were talking about China. We talked about it on this show, too. We talked about the, yes. the, the, the overtake of government in China. We are entering that same realm. When we sit here and we speak our disgust on what other countries are doing to control their people, the same thing is happening here. It's just when you use a tragedy, it's easier, easier to pass these laws uh, into turning ourselves into that full-blown police state that we have talked about for a very long time. Uh, you know, if we didn't have these situations, here's my thing, Scotty. I was thinking about this this morning. It's not the guns that are the problem. There are a lot of problems within our social construct of our communities. There's a lot of problems within our communities throughout this entire country. Um, but I don't understand why they go to the end result of the situation, which is the actions from a psychopath that has been a victim of our culture, instead of looking at what is creating these situations within our culture to turn somebody into a psychopath to make them want to go out and kill people at a mass level. Um, right. There's a lot of factors. You know, even Trump even brought up video games. Um, you know, and I've seen, I read a lot of comments on some of the articles in regards to the video game articles. 
And I've seen people mocking it, you know, because both, mainly the people that are defending the video games thing are gamers. These are the people that most of their life, they sit in front of a TV playing these games. So they're going to defend the hell out of it. But people need to yeah. understand, we need to talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist in regards to what do these video games do to the human mind, to the human thought process? How are these games desensitizing us in regards to death and rape and anti-law enforcement? Because there are games out there where you can rape women. There are games out there where you can kill police officers and run them over multiple times and shoot them in the face. There, absolutely, without a doubt in my mind, I don't care what argument people have, that has an impact on people's psychological status. What is your take on video games? Uh, my take on video games, I watch my own 10-year-old, almost 10-year-old son play his video games. And I watch the, and my, he's got his little sisters involved in some of them. Very rudimentary stuff, Minecraft, things like that. And I don't like any of my kids sitting for lengthy periods of time playing them. But there are times where I watch some behaviors. And I look at my wife and I said, where did that come from? And it's the way they talk to each other and the things they say to each other. And then at some later day or date, I will, uh, just yesterday or the day before, I said to my wife, so did you just hear that on that cartoon or that video game? I can't remember which one it was. I said, our kids just uttered that same phrase to each other. Uh, I said, everybody on cartoons nowadays seems to hurl insults, unbelievable insults, things I wouldn't say to people, uh, not without, you know, tactfully say to people. Uh, then I watched the video games, you know, where my own four-year-old daughter said something to me the other day. She says uh, something, and she was it was all fun and games. She didn't know what she meant, but she said, Daddy, if you don't give me that milk, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, where did that come from? I don't say that to my kids. My wife doesn't say that to my kids. They pick that up in their cartoons and the little video games they play. Dude, do you know that there's a video game called Super Columbine Massacre RPG? I don't, but I, I don't doubt it. And it shows two guys in a school cafeteria with guns. And in this game, you go blow people up in a school. Wow. Wow. Um, See, go ahead. I just I, I look at that kind of stuff and I say, a gamer who plays that might say, "Oh, dude, you know we don't even we're not even a, we don't even remember anything about Columbine. We were too young. This is just a fun shoot 'em up game." You know they look at it very differently as somebody who's seen who has seen this, and as people, grown people who watch these atrocities be committed, you can't look at that and say that's common sense. How can there be is should a game like that this is what I'm getting at, so I'm just going to ask you point blank. Should a game like that experience First Protection Rights, First Amendment protection? Well, you know, it, well, dude, it's so we got a game, but we need to know whether a game has rights or not, and we're having our rights taken away at the same time we're having this debate. Now, on the screen, Scotty, I know you can't see this, yeah. but on the screen I'm showing right now that it's the number 12 most violent game, Super Columbine Massacre RPG. Now, I'm going to scroll down a couple here. Uh, bear with me for a second, folks. Here's number eight. It's called Chiller. It's literally where you're in a torture chamber and you are dismantling people. You are putting their heads on shelves. You are crushing their skulls. You are hanging them from walls and you are cutting limbs off. Uh, the next number seven is Thrill Kill. Um, don't even want to explain that one. Uh, another one is God of War. Uh, number five, most violent game right now is Resident Evil. 
Number four is Manhunt, and it shows a picture of a guy smashing somebody else's skull in. Um, number three is Dead Space. I'm sure a lot of you guys know these games. I don't know what they are. Number two is Mortal Kombat, where it shows, um, yeah, uh, it shows bad stuff. And then number one is called Mad World. Um, so these are the most violent games. Let me scroll up. I don't know for sure when this was published because, you know, you got Call of Duty, not Call of Duty. Well, yeah, you got, what? what's that one? Yeah, this was from 2014. This is from 2014. Yeah, this is five years ago. This is five years ago. And think about the technology and the games that they have come up with since then. And so I know a lot of people are going to defend games and they're going to say that games aren't the issue. But when you're able to rape a woman in a game, when you're able to kill a police officer in a game, when you're able to blow people up in a game, it is doing something to your psychological status and it's not normal yeah. and it's desensitizing you towards death, rape, and human compassion. Scotty? I agree. And I will say this. I've seen games where there's killing, but it's handled very differently. I sat and played uh, Assassin's Creed. My older son, Sam, mm -hmm. would play Assassin's Creed. And I watched the one they did in Egypt, and it was absolutely, it was actually, I don't know if it won an award, but it was highly praised by historians for the beauty of the oh. game. And uh, uh, But it's a game about killing people or defending yourself from people. And uh, there's bows and arrows, there's swords, there's stuff like that. I haven't been in, I know they have in all eras of history. So there are games that I think can include a little shoot 'em up, a little killing, little stuff like that, that is very different from gratuitous violence, gratuitous killing, graphic killing. Um, why would you have a game? Maybe there's, and somebody will say, that's just my personal preference, uh, who's defending it. But why would you have a game where you can rape a woman? Right. Why is that right. even? And you say, is that allowed? This is why I get back to the, 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 the big elephant in the room the creators of that game do they have a right to what was the that what was that i don't know something fell off my desk um do they have a right to create a game like that and is that protected by the first amendment at what point do they cross the line into something that's no longer constitutionally protected oh my god is it the end of the show no no i still oh. had a play button on something oh yeah, so, so it, it, I'm gonna at show. Point yeah, I'm gonna show a video. I'm showing. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm showing a video here while you're talking. Uh, this is what happens, folks. I know you don't see this, Scotty, but it's a human creature. This is what happens when you watch too many video games. It's like a human alien. You know how people are living lives as aliens and stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you the next question. Where do pharmaceuticals come in on this? Um, boy, on a societal issue. On a societal issue, I think I, I had a friend, a good friend of mine, Chris Olson, from the festival as well, who made some very cogent points on this just this morning. Uh, he was uh, he was typing about this and uh, very intelligent thoughts on this whole thing. And uh, he brought up something where he brought down the history of from, you know, pre-World War II to World War II, post-World War II how we raised our children, how we raised our families, um, the protectionism of self, body, personal security, all started playing in. And it wasn't really until 1982 when we had some of our very first mass killings. Mm. And there have been 264 
mass shootings that have taken place between 1982 and 19 and present day. And uh, the, the graphs I was looking at was off the scale, predominantly white males, predominantly, um, uh, oh, that, that was two of them. One was showing gender, one was showing race, mm-hmm. predominantly white males, predominantly legal weapons that were legally owned. I mean, off the scale. I don't have the numbers in front of me where you showed the illegal weapons in this part of the graph. They showed the legal weapons going almost off the top of the chart. And the same with all those categories. So he was bringing out the fact that things that have happened post-Vietnam War, you start seeing it get worse. It's like this uptick in, uh, um, what is it, desensitizing America? Mm-hmm. The way that that baby boomers and pre-baby boomers raised their children is different than the way the children of baby boomers are raising their children. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's where drugs back in that era were very rare, if at all. Uh, Back in the 1940s and the 50s, if you were a dad and you had to discipline your kid, what did you use? Did you take him to the doctor and have him prescribed with some kind of uh, mood-altering chemical from a pharmaceutical company, or did you get out the belt? I got the spaghetti spoon. I got the spaghetti spoon, Roberts. Yeah, I just spanked my my own kid with a spaghetti spoon the other day, and I felt really guilty. What? It left a mark. It left a mark that I didn't like. I'm like, I'm not spanking Dude. with that again. You know, the best thing to use? Ping pong paddle with holes drilled in it. I used to have one with Einstein's face on it. It would hang on the wall on the hook so the kids knew that's the spanking paddle. Roberts. Hell yeah. What the? I'm recoiling. You can't. Believe you spank <laughs> your children, and and of course, I don't believe in spanking a fourteen-year-old. Um, I will tell you this: this is an aside. I had my uh, what was he at the time? Sixteen-year-old son, um, spout it, who loves me dearly. I love him dearly. He got into a lot of trouble that you know about. He was spouting off at me. I mean, spouting off at me, spouting off at my wife, his stepmom. And, uh, um, I approached him and he said something and I looked at him and I slapped him in the face and I said, there, I said, I'm going to tell you something, son. I said, in a different day and age for saying that kind of thing, I said, I'd have, I'd have slapped you across the face for dishonor, uh, for, uh, disrespect. And I said, I'm slapping you in the face because it's humiliating. I said, you have dishonored, you've disrespected. And he looked at me with a look when I slapped him in the face. He gave me this, Ooh. you know, that kind of, oh, yeah, and, his, bro. and his fists doubled up. So I took a step closer and I slapped him in the face. Again. Oh, I said, do you want to go? I said, if you want to go, let's go. I said, but don't you dare make that face at me. I said, you take it like a man because of the, this is brought on by how you acted. And I'm going to tell you the truth within 20 minutes. He found me in the house and he came over and he was sobbing and he put his arms around me and said he was sorry and all of this. And that never repeated again. But that was a discipline I incorporated at a time where that was the appropriate discipline. Uh, I'm slapping you in the face because you deserve a slap in the face. I'm not talking about punching him. I'm going to slap him in the face. And uh, um, so with my little kids, 
I don't, there's a certain age you stop spanking them. You know, this is weird we, because you and I talked about this already. You know, me being a man of peace, this is really hard for me to digest right now. I'm, I feel a little triggered. Oh, well, there's tissues in the back corner. Oh, all right. So, so let me ask you because we, let me see, what do we got here? We got about four or five minutes here. Um, so with the school shooting situation, now we're talking about gun laws. We're talking about the red flag law. Um, yeah. we're not focusing on some other very crucial stories that have made our headlines. A lot of this is going to dis. We got, we, we got the, uh, the Epstein situation going on. We got so much different corruptive stories happening right now that nobody's paying attention to. Everybody's arguing over guns again. And again, Scotty, sometimes I believe that all this is manufactured to keep us going in a very specific direction. I fear yeah. that we're going to turn into a police state. I fear that we are going to lose our constitutional rights. And um, I just, things are really weird right now, brother. And I'm not liking, I'm not liking the direction every time there's a tragedy on how we continue to lose rights because we scare people. Media scares yes, people, not, not we, but media scares people into blaming a gun instead of looking at the real problems within our right. society. And so we will take away the gun, but we're never going to fix the problems that are creating somebody to go get the gun because we always want to blame the gun. When do we start addressing the real issues? When do we start addressing the fact that mainstream media pounds these issues into people's brains? When do we start addressing the issues that our problems are way more than just a gun? It is the people itself. It is the media. It is the way information is distributed. It is the division in this country over a political agenda. When do we address all those issues and stop blaming the end result all the time? Damn, you are spot on on that because uh, that's that's what I saw earlier today on all these conversations going on on my social media in different avenues, and every one of them that were, I think, uh, I think they were anti the problem uh, or anti a good solution to the problem were all focused on limiting guns. On on even Trump is coming out and he's supporting. This red flag law, mm -hmm. which is where we were going before our rabbit trail. I apologize for getting too far off topic, but um, this is these red flag laws are things that I think are focused on the the item used to commit violence rather than the person and the reason they're committing violence. Now, I have said a few times already today to people my almost canned response. Is that, is that I believe we are forgetting about personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. I said the people who commit these acts are people who, I don't care what their political agenda is. I don't care about their personal effing manifesto. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is that they are a person who can take a gun, lawfully hold a gun in their hand because the Constitution protects it, but then use it to commit murder against innocent people who don't have the ability to shoot back or fight back or stop them. They're innocents. They're children. They're people in a shopping mall. And the, they open up on these people. You know what that tells me about the person who's the shooter? Doesn't matter about his politics. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter who he supports as president. None of that matters. What matters is he has the ability to, in cold blood, go out and whatever his particular pathology is, that leads to his psychosis, uh, or, or his, uh, I, I'm sorry, not psychosis, what's the uh, psychotic behavior, he can go out and kill people mm -hmm. over it that have no 
that have no dog in the game. Right. He's just going out and killing people to show I can do that because, you know, my target is actually, you know, a percentage of the people I killed were the target. You know, I hate Mexicans. It's like, so, so you go kill them. Right. That, you know, that, and, but that's reasoned thinking. These guys don't have the ability to think in a reasoned way. Well, they it, might be able to reason out their manifesto, but their actions are not reasoned. If, if reasoning has anything to do with that article we talked about in the first hour, we are mm-hmm. in some serious freaking trouble for the future of this country, brother. Serious Hell trouble. yeah, brother. Scotty, we're at Hell the yeah. end of the time. Yeah, hey, I just want to let everybody know that Miss Leslie is the owner of the New Jersey. Just want to say, oh, wow. uh, yeah, thank you for the bid, Leslie. Very much appreciated. Appreciate you, and we appreciate everybody that listens to this program. Do not forget to catch the Big Cannoli streams every single weeknight at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time on his YouTube channel. He will be launching his new program next week on That's Odyssey right. Radio. So stick by, follow the cannoli. He will keep everybody updated as the week progresses on what's going to be going on next week. Visit our website, streamingtalkradio.com. Streamingtalkradio.com. All the information you need for all of us is right there. Ladies and gentlemen, rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Love the hell out of each and every one of you guys. Good night, everybody. And live long and prosper, everyone.